Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. What's up, guys? We're back. Last week, we signed off three rounds for the year, but that does not mean I have no contact content Sorry for you, even though it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> you guys didn't know the boy could sing out, but listen, listen. It's the most wonderful time of the year for most of us, but not one guy. Hamzat Chemaev. Isn't it odd, though? Every now and again, a guy comes... And he seems to strike fear in his division, or at least it seems that way. The late, great Anthony Johnson, I remember him coming to 205, and everybody immediately was on notice. But we've seen this multiple times over the course of time. Hamza Chimaev, though, is doing it in two weight classes. And recently went so far as to say he's been offered four different opponents in four different countries, and nobody wants to fight him, so he called them all bitches. Now, if you know the Russians and the Dagestanis and the guys from that region, Chechnya, they do speak their mind. So Hamzad calling these guys bitches doesn't really surprise me because he'll never hold his tongue, especially for people that he thinks that he's going to whip and that are avoiding him. So when you look at the landscape, my question is, who did they offer? Who did they offer? Four guys? Are we talking about four guys spanning two weight classes? Or are we talking about four guys in welterweight? are four guys at middleweight. When you talk about these fighters, we are talking about people with the biggest egos in the world. And when Hamza tells a guy, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, you don't see that happen without consequence. Generally, someone steps up immediately and says, I'm not afraid of you. But Hamza said this yesterday and still nothing. Across two divisions, nothing. I haven't heard anybody step up. I mean... I mean, if you don't believe me, I can I can jump on my Twitter right now. I'll put Hamza Chemaev's name in my Twitter, and I'll see what pops up. Because the moment someone responds to something like that, it is immediately everywhere to be seen. But right now, I don't see many saying Hamza Chemaev needs to sit down. Well, yeah, there is. There's one guy, but this guy really has no chance to fight. It's Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's like, I'll fight him next. But if Kevin Lee is the first name that pops up 
when Jemayev says he wants to fight? It's crazy because there are a number of guys in the UFC right now, welterweight and middleweight, that aren't speaking up. So that leads me to this. I wanted to look at the landscape of the divisions and see where Jemayev fits and who he could fight. And then it starts to kind of come into the equation in a clear of some of the names that may have received that call. One, we know he didn't get the call because he's scheduled for London, England. I don't know if he's going to fight Kamaru Usman. I heard stories that Usman is struggling a little bit with his recovery from his knee. And he also had the hand issue. So I don't know if Usman's going to be the guy. But if he isn't, I said Bilal Muhammad. But is there really so... Is there really such a bad thought that maybe it could be Jemayev? Obviously, it would be a fun matchup. And it sets up multiple matchups if you think Jemayev could beat Leon Edwards. Many people don't give Leon Edwards a chance in most situations, but that's why everybody was so surprised when he knocked out Kamaru Usman, one that wasn't was Leon Edwards because he believes that he can beat anybody. But the champion makes sense if he's not fighting Kamaru Usman because Bilal Muhammad has the stronger resume, but does Bilal Muhammad have the star power that Hamzat Shemaev possesses? That's when you start looking at that in terms of England. But I don't think that was a fight offered to him. I don't think the championship was offered to him. I don't think Leon Edwards was one of the four that said no. And why they say no also needs to be brought up. Bilal Muhammad. I bet he was one of the guys that they called. And prior, he said he would fight him. But I bet for Bilal Muhammad now, the thinking's a little different. Because as I just stated, if it ain't going to be Kamaru Usman, why not Bilal Muhammad? He's won all these fights in a row. He looked as impressive as he ever has against Sean Brady, a guy nobody wanted to fight. Bilal cleaned him out. Made it look like they weren't even on the same level. So why not Bilal Muhammad? So if he said no, I would imagine he said no because that title fight seems to be closer than it ever was before. Is that a valid reason if he said no? I'm not saying he did. When I look at the landscape and you start talking about guys at 170, you look at a guy in Bilal Muhammad that said at one point, I'll fight Hamza Chimaev, why not? But at the time that he said that, he hadn't just knocked out the hottest prospect in the division and he wasn't on the short list of guys that could potentially fight for the championship. And also, Bilal Muhammad is, and, Ham, and Kamaru Usman share the same manager. What if Bilal Muhammad understands to a further degree than we do Kamaru Usman and his recovery? Because if that's the case, he'd be smart to wait because there's a lot of risk in fighting Hamza Chimaev. So for me, I think that's one. Do I believe the reason for not taking the fight is justified? Absolutely. Kobe Covington. That's the fight. And we all I've, I've always long thought that this was the fight because I think that if he fights Kobe Covington, it would show us where he truly stands in the welterweight division because he has beaten the others. But to fight Kobe Covington really tells you whether or not you're ready for a championship because we've seen many people go to Covington, get beat, and get pushed back. Kobe Covington possesses a style that seems to present problems for Hamza Chimaya. Do I believe Kobe Covington got the call? Absolutely. That's number two.
Absolutely. I think Kobe Covington had the call. What's the reason behind Kobe Covington saying no? I don't know. Maybe it's the 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 the, the audio was just released of the fight uh, when Jorge Masvidal hit him. Uh, does he have much to gain in that fight? He's the higher-ranked guy. He's the guy that's fought for the championship. And again, a guy that's looking at the division, knowing that he's lost twice to Kamaru Usman, seeing Leon, Leon Edwards as the champion and going, wait a minute, what if I'm next? What if all I got to do is win one fight and it does not have to be Chamaya? Do I believe that Kobe Covington was called? I do. Does his reason for not taking the fight make sense? Seems as though everybody has their eyes solely set on the new champion. It's limiting them in terms of what they're willing or what they're going to do. But I, don't, I haven't talked to Kobe in a while. I cannot wait to reach out to him to kind of get some words in and see what he's thinking in regards to this, in this particular matchup. Because I think this is a great fight. I think that's a fun fight. And honestly, I believe that Kobe Covington is the hardest fight for Hamza Chemaev outside of Kamaru Usman or a big wrestler that fights at middleweight. Middleweight. That's a great segue. Robert Whitaker. This fight to me is the one that makes sense. And it makes sense right now. Because the way Hamzat stated his quote made it seem like he's ready to go right now. And he said in multiple places, well, if you know the UFC, the UFC is going to Brazil in January. The UFC is going to Australia in February. And then they come back to March. They're supposed to go to China or Singapore too before, but that got changed. The UFC is doing a lot of international right now. Hence the ability to fight many places. I don't know why. Hamza Chemaya versus Robert Whitaker in a co-main event underneath Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky doesn't make ultimate sense. Big wrestler, that's Robert Whitaker. Former champion, Robert Whitaker. Hamza has set his sights on the new champ, Alex Baeda, who is the male fighter of the year across all publications. Congratulations, champs. But that seems to be a great matchup for Hamza Chemaev. I will say this, though. I was grabbing Pajeda in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. We share a sponsor. It's unreal how strong he is. Granted, we were just playing around, but it's unbelievable how strong this man is. If this guy learns and understands his takedown defense, he would be hell for anyone because he's such a tremendous kickboxer. So I see why Hamzat says, let me fight the champion, 6-1. What about Robert Whitaker? If it ain't going to be Izzy, it probably should be Rob Whitaker, right? Because he's fought for the belt multiple times and been a former champion. He only can't get past Adesanya. They got a new champ again at the top of the division. And you would think, if it ain't going to be Adesanya, it'd be Whitaker, unless Chemayev can get through him. Which makes all the sense in the world for Australia. So do I believe that Rob Whitaker got a call? Absolutely. Is he one of the guys that said no? I don't think for a second Rob Whitaker say, would say no. It's G. He'd fight anyone. We have seen him go into so many situations where he was not supposed to, but he did. I don't know why to him Hamza Chemaev would be any different than Yoel Romero or any scarier than Yoel Romero. The Olympic silver medalist made a stone. Do I believe he said no? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Marvin Vittori. 
top five guy, been in the game for a long time. Another big wrestler would make for a great fight with Shemaev. I love that fight, and I love that matchup. Because that one would tell us that Shemaev's ready at middleweight also. Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa about done with his UFC contract. The UFC will give you a fight to make you prove why we should pay you if you're at the end. Because if Paulo Costa goes and beats Hamza Chemaev, he might get anything he wants. So for him, it makes sense. But if he gets beaten, wiped out, now what? That bargaining power is a little bit less. Do you still kind of move the needle a little bit? Yeah. But imagine how much you would move the needle if you're the first guy to beat Hamza Chemaev and hopefully beat him impressively. Then, then, you hold all the chips. When I say chips, I mean the dollars, baby. The De Niro, the Guwa. <laughs> it's a great fight. Paulo Costa Hamza Chemaev would be real fun. How does Chemaev approach that? But all this says to me as I go through all these scenarios, all these guys, one, two, three, four, five, six dudes that I see as potential matchups that all make sense and all could be great fights. You wonder why nobody signed on the dotted line. Could Hamza Chemaev be that scary? Is he that scary? Because a lot of the dangers in fighting him earlier are gone because now he's established. That was the danger in fighting Chemaev in the beginning when he was knocking everybody out in 10 seconds and he was just walking through dudes. Nobody knew him. They know him now. They know him now. So there's value in the Chemaya fight in terms of a quality win for every one of these guys I listed. And I only gave you the very best. Because if Hamza Chemaya truly wants to separate himself and go to the next level and show and prove that he is what everybody around him say he is, that he is what he says he is, he's got to beat dudes like this. The best of the very best. Because beating guys that are good but not great anymore, it really doesn't do anything for him. He seems up to the challenge. Seems like he's calling every single name out there. He seems like he's putting them all on notice. Let me tell you this. I like him. I think he's funny. I think he's a hell of a fighter. And I think that a UFC title is in this kid's future at some point. But ultimately, beating Kevin Holland in the last fight won't be enough to garner him that championship fight unless it's on very short notice. It's got to be one of these. Muhammad, Covington, Whitaker, Latore, Apollo Costa. What do all these guys share in common outside of Bilal Muhammad? They've all fought for a UFC championship. And when you stand across the octagon as a challenger, there's value in that. Hamza Chemaev needs to capitalize on that goodwill capitalize on the star power that they gained in those moments, main eventing and challenging for championships. We can't do that alone. Somebody's got to step up. I'm interested to see who steps up and goes, fuck this guy. I'll fight his ass. Because for me, I don't know if there's ever been a time where a guy came into my division, talk, 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 but everyone didn't notice and I never stepped up. Somebody got a challenge for the fight. And if you beat him, Drop a rocket ship to your back because you're going to the moon. Guys, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's been great. Catch you on the next one. Peace.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.